Hello everyone. Have you ever wondered how tough you are? I'm not talking about taking a hit in a football game or running a marathon. I'm speaking about your fortitude, your mental and emotional strength when facing difficulty, adversity, danger, or temptation and doing so courageously. If when the time came and you had to face an inconceivable foe, would you be able? You know, during these past few months, many have faced such circumstances. Death, financial struggles, job loss, illness, a loss of faith. More than usual, a large portion of our world in 2020 and beyond have struggled. They've gone through the fire, time of testing, which often reveals one's true character. Some of these tests are opportunities to show God how we are growing in obedience to him. While other tests, they're a trap sent by a deceiver to move us away from the goodness of our Father. So as we look at our lives this past year and even look forward to this new year, are we growing in our relationship to our Father? Or are we shrinking back? You know, in these last, this last lesson of the Lord's Prayer, we come to verse 13, where Jesus says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And whether we like it or not, we will face trials of many kinds. I mean, all of us. And there's not one person that's going to be exempt from that. James the Apostle puts it this way in his little letter. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For ye know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Okay, James. All right, stop right there. Why, why are you speaking about trials and not temptation? Didn't Jesus say, lead us not into temptation? All right, that's a good question. The word for temptation in the original language is parosmos. Okay, parosmos. It, is, it, it, it describes an examination with the express purpose of producing a fault in an individual. And the word can be translated test, trial, temptation, or even examination. So think about it. And lead us not into trials. Lead us not into tests. Lead us not into an examination. Lead us not into temptation. The word in its original language, it kind of reminds me of seventh grade in taking a social studies examination or geography examination. And I can't remember which outline of the state. So my paper goes to Alabama, Mississippi, or Louisiana. And I'm failing the test. These tests or temptations, these choices we're called to make can often be hard to distinguish between good or bad or righteousness and evil. They're difficult because evil is often masked, a masked reality of good, is it not? Okay, so where, where is the first instance of this happening? I mean, evil masking itself as good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on the third page of the Bible. Is it not? I mean, deception is wrapped in a beautiful package of desire, want, and need in the garden garden of God. And, and, and even Paul admits temptations are hard when he says, 
When I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. <laughs> and we could give up and just let our desires carry us away. And many, many have, and many do. This verse, verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It, it reminds me of two stories in scripture for which I want to delve into today. The temptations of Jesus and the testing of the children of Israel at the foot of Mount Sinai. Now, for those of us who seek righteousness, we look to Jesus to be our strength in times of temptation. We look to him because he's been there. I mean, just a few chapters before this prayer, Jesus himself was tested and tempted by his nemesis. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. See, Jesus' tests were not fun. They were stressful. It was difficult those 40 days. And at the end of those 40 days, they faced, he faced the tempter, the adversary, the devil. And he passed the test. He did what we cannot. He passed the test. These tests, these temptations, they're expected, are they not? I mean, we know, we know they're going to come in our lives. We do. We know for certain that each and every one of us will face them. And Jesus even reminds us of this in Matthew chapter 18. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come. But woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. How many of you are facing a temptation or a trial or a test in your life right now? What you're going through is tough, stressful, it's difficult. And I have another question for you. Kind of hard. Does God send these tests into our lives? Well, does he? And if he does send them, why? Why would a loving and caring God place these tests, these temptations in our lives. And sure, sure, sure. Listen, I, I know we also have an adversary, one that is opposed to our good. I mean, the scripture says that. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And yet, we're, we are also to count it all joy when we face trials, these tests, these temptations of many kinds. Same word, prosmos. We're supposed to count it all joy. So I ask you again, does God test us? Does God send trials? And if so, why? Okay, before we get back to that, let's go back to the first time this word is used in Scripture. It's in Genesis 22, the story of Abraham. Listen to this. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. Okay, so God tested Abraham to see if he would be faithful, to see if he would obey the voice of God. Abraham was to take his only son and sacrifice him. So would you have passed the test? Would you? Could you? Brothers and sisters, we are children of Abraham, children of faith. And like Abraham, our faith 
is going to be tested. We're going to be tempted, and we will face trials of many kinds. And Jesus said it is necessary that temptations come. Why? Testing is the Lord leading his people into an experience which reveals the truth about who we are. Okay, okay, so let me, let me say that again. Okay, so catch this. Testing, trials, and yes, even temptations are the Lord leading his people into an experience which reveals the truth about who we are. But James, the prayer, this is about the Lord's prayer. And Jesus wants us to pray that we're not to be led into those temptations. Exactly. Yeah, should, should this not be the cry of our heart? Should this not be part of our daily ritual? Please, Lord, do not lead me into temptation and into trials or into these tests. Again, why should we pray that we are not to be led into these tests and trials and these temptations? You can tell me. You, you know why. It's because we often fail. We succumb to these tests, these temptations. Most of us are weak in some area of our lives. We're weak. and We often fail to listen to the voice of God. I mean, we do. Don't we? I mean, we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So why? Why? <laughs> because we have failed to obey his voice. We listen to other voices other than our Heavenly Father. And when we do that, we sin. Do we not? All right, let me use, let me use the second illustration from Exodus in helping us through the temptations and trials in our lives. Okay, so when God in all his glory is about to meet with the children of Israel at Mount Sinai to give them the Ten Commandments, do you remember what their response is? Do you remember? Okay, so, so they see the fire, they see the smoke, and it's all wrapped around the mountain of God. They hear the thunder, they feel the earthquake, and the trumpet blast is deafening. And so for days, the children of Israel have spent purifying themselves and readying themselves for this encounter. Their, their clothes have been washed. No sexual activity has occurred. And they come clean to stand before this mountain filled with fire for one purpose. One purpose. To meet God and to receive His instructions, His laws. Okay, so, so get this picture. I need you to place yourself in their sandals. Okay, you're standing on the ground that's shaking. There's fire and smoke unlike anything you have ever seen. Thunder, flashes of lightning. It's frightening. In fact, it is terrifying. And Moses stands before this sea of released slaves with the mountain of God bellowing as a backdrop and tells the children of Israel the ten words of God. The ten commandments. Oh man, what, what a sight. What a sight. I mean, what an experience. There you are standing there in those sandals. Do you know what happens right after those Ten Commandments were given by Moses or where the people were? The people of Israel are afraid. I mean, they're trembling. And now instead of being at the foot of the mountain, they have moved away from the mountain. And I'm talking far away. Okay, so, so let me read the story. Okay, start with verse 18, chapter 20. 
Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled. And they stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen. But do not let God speak to us lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear. For God has come to test you that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Okay, so so did you see it? Did you see it? The people's reaction to the power of God as well as Moses' reaction? Okay, so I believe in this story there's some truths here which can aid us in our walk with God for our tests and our trials. And so let me give you some insight into those tests and trials we face as well as the temptations in our lives all drawn from this story. And I need you to keep in mind, just keep in mind this prayer. Keep in mind the prayer of Jesus and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay, so keep that in the back of your mind. Okay, through these verses in Exodus... We can learn to navigate the trials and temptations in our lives. Here's the first thing. And I've already mentioned this, but overcoming temptation begins by hearing the voice of God. Now, I don't want to belabor this point, but brothers and sisters, this is foundational to navigating the trials and temptations in our lives. It's foundational. Right before this passage that we just read in Exodus, God desires his children to join him at the foot of the mountain to hear his words spoken by Moses. Listen to this. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'm coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. See, God wants all of Israel to hear his voice. Moses, a prophet, spoke the very words of God and the people were to listen. Is this not what we are to do? So listen to the voice of God, to the words of his son Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the words of God, our Father. Those red letters we see in our Bibles, they are weighted words. They're weighted just like Moses' words were weighted. They were the very words of God. Okay, so listen to this prophecy about Jesus from Deuteronomy. I will raise up from them a prophet like you, Moses, from among their brothers. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. Okay, and, and just like the children of Israel who refused to listen to the voice of God, who stood at a distance, we too refuse to listen because we often stand at a distance as well. Right? Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Over and over, the children of Israel disobeyed God's voice. God wants to speak to his children as a father speaks to his sons and his daughters. But God's children rebelled. Listen to this verse in Psalms. My people do not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So when one finds himself in the darkness of trials and temptation, listening to the voice of God is our first defense. Here's the second thing. 
overcoming temptation is directly directly related to one's position. Okay, so before the giving of the Ten Commandments, and I've already mentioned some of this, Moses brings the children of Israel to the foot of the mountain. Okay, so now just get the positioning, okay? Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and he took their stand at the foot of the mountain. See, Moses desires that people know God like he knows God. He brings them near to hear a word from God, but that doesn't last long. See, as Moses returns from the mount with the Ten Commandments, the people are now standing far off. They're nowhere close to the mountain. Not even close. And if you remember, if you remember, God had instructed Moses to place these, these barriers around the mountain to keep people and animals from climbing the mountain to see God. I mean, what they saw, no one even dared. The scene was too ominous. It was too, too frightening. And instead of being at the foot of the mountain, now they're standing far off. I mean, look at that position. Look at the position. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Okay, I don't want to belabor the point again, but there are two different positions. One who stands at a distance and one who draws near even when there is darkness. So how about you? When you find yourself tested, where will you be? Where you, will you be when the trials and temptations of life come near? What will be your position? Standing far away? Drawing near in faith to the darkness where God is. Draw near to God. And he would draw near to you. Facing tests, trials, and temptation is often, brothers and sisters, a very dark experience. While we're in the hole of our sin or our depression or our anger or our shame or our faults, we don't see the light. We feel trapped with no way out. But brothers and sisters, here's number three. Overcoming temptation is trusting in that which one can't see. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Do I believe that God is nearby? Do I believe amid temptations in the midst of tests and trials that God is with me, that God is near me, that God is beside me? Do I believe God will deliver me from this evil? Can I trust in the one I cannot see? Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. So, yes, yes, in the midst of thick darkness of our lives, when all hope has been extinguished, know that God is there. In the thick darkness, God is there. It is in the deepest of darkness that I place my trust in him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So the reason temptations and tests overcome us, one, we don't listen to the voice of our God. We don't. And number two, we fail to position ourselves in the presence of God, even if it, we can't see him. Number three, we are weak and lack faith to stand in the darkness. So yes, we're to cry out to God in prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why? 
Because God knows our hearts. God knows our faults. God knows the temptations we cannot seem to break. God knows our heartache. He knows our pain. And here's the good news. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. But James, you don't know what I'm facing. You don't know my life. The good I want to do, I don't. Seem like every time I turn around, I'm making the same mistakes in every trial that comes my way. I don't know how to handle it. I don't. I feel like a continual failure. I have some good intentions, but I lack the fortitude to endure. I know this verse says that God will provide a way of escape and will give me endurance as I go through it, but it just seems I always come up short. You ever been there? Can I let you in on a huge secret? I don't want you to miss. God loves you, and He is for you. Your Heavenly Father is there for you. Listen to His promise. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. All right, think about this. Every evening before you close your eyes, you play a recording of your day in your head. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The temptations you ask God not to lead you into, you went there anyway. Those trials and tests you ask for strength to overcome were unsuccessful. There's pain. There's regret, there's remorse in those moments before you fall asleep. I failed. I could have done better. And again, you ask God to forgive you, knowing there will be more trials and temptations tomorrow. But what if? What if instead of waking up the next morning with remorse and regret, you wake up and Jesus is standing by your bed? He has a smile on his face and he whispers these words to you. I love you with a love that never ceases. He doesn't remember the sins, nor the failures, the test of the trials from the day before. His mercies and his grace never come to an end. Every morning he pours out his mercy and his grace in abundance on you. Every day he stands at your bed and every day is new, a fresh start, everything forgotten and remembered no more. And your eyes tear up because you can't believe this gift of grace for which he showers upon you. And the words out of your mouth, Lord, you are enough. You're my portion. You're my hope. I will trust in you. Lord, please lead me today not into temptation and deliver me this day from all evil. 
The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. May God bless you. And may he be your strength and your hope today, right now, wherever you are on your journey of faith. I love you very much. Blessings like home.